Hello friends, so greetings wherever you are. This is a very very special show for me. Today is probably the reason why I wanted to start this series. I have a very special guest with me today. I also have a co-host today and we will be together speaking to one of the pioneers of the modern quality management movement across the world. A small anecdote. In the 1990s when Dr. J.M. Juran was working on the compilation of a world history of quality. There were 10 editors for this book and these were very very cautiously selected. He gave India a very special place in the book. When it came to India, he chose the person we will be speaking to today to be one of the editors, right? So you may doubt my choice, but you should surely not doubt Dr. Juran's choice. And so hello friends, if you are here for the first time, my name is Anshuman Tiwari, your host for the show manage better this show is live on linkedin live youtube and twitter today all archives are available on my website managebetter.in and of course on the youtube and linkedin do subscribe so that you can get your the alerts for the next episode this show is about getting better every day every month every year none of us have a control on where we start in life but we can surely control the journey we can surely design our future where are we going you know what are we doing how can we get better what do we do about it? So this show is dedicated to all of us who want to get better by learning from others. So I try and bring teachers, coaches, consultants, and authors who deeply connect with this theme of uh, manage better. And let me now bring in my co-host for the session, Balaji Reddy, very good friend and um, a quality man management practitioner and a teacher. He is the founder of the Deming Forum of India. Uh, he's Deming Principles and General Quality Management in India and teaches primarily through Deming's uh, teachings. His contributions recently were also part of a course titled 12 Days to Deming. And in very simple terms, he just loves to teach. And that, that's the, half the reason why I have him here. Half the reason is that, you know, I, of course, having trained under Dr. Lula, or, you know, the, have a slightly grand, you know, slant. And I don't think the legacy is fulfilled unless we have a Deming perspective as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, I will now bring in the guest for today. And uh, But before I go there, let me give you a little bit of a introduction. Not much introduction is required, but let me try. So Mr. Suresh Lula pioneered the quality movement in India by setting up Impro Consultants in 1987. Those of you who have been in this field will remember that there were two other big events in 1987. One was the Malcolm Baldrige National Award was uh, instituted. And also the ISO 9001 standard was brought in. So yeah. in the same year, one person was leading the quality charge in India. The consulting group has helped Indian companies um, save over 25,000 crores, 25,000 crores by working on quality improvement, reducing cost of poor quality. Mr. Lula is a distinguished alumnus of IIT Bombay. And let me now bring him into the stream. Sir Noste. And uh, we will just a little bit more on you and then we'll get into the questions. I would strongly urge all audience to look at .com or even Kimpro.com for more on him. He's a veteran of over 50 years in the industry. And we all know him as a storyteller. Ours are, of course, consultant, speaker, trainer, and author, and, and you know, mentor to many, many quality professionals like Balaji and me. The, one of the lasting legacies is, of course, called Alltech Prize. This was instituted in 1989. So the, and he's still in, this Qualtech Prize is still India's foremost quality excellence program. 
in 1993 came the the seminal book that changed my course of life and this is the edition that came out through business today that was the annual edition of business today that year and that brought me into quality i read through it and just could not take my eyes off and that was the reason why i then subsequently wanted to join telulas uh, company and work with them over the years then he in the, in 1995 he established the imc quality awards committee brought the juran award to india uh, notably uh, the dr juran medal for the imc juran medal was at that time the only medal that dr juran allowed his name to be attached to while he was alive okay. such was the friendship and influence with dr juran and in, in as time went by you know in 2000 in pro foundation catalyzing quality in healthcare and education later on came best prax club and then another book the world class quality executive handbook uh, in 2003 and in subsequent these more recent years he's been publishing quality fables stories like i said you know he's foremost a storyteller to all of us and the list goes on so, so i would actually strongly urge all of you to check um, him on linkedin at sureshlula.com or kimpro.com and um, you will be enriched having introduced uh, mr lula in this way i am sure that he actually considers the foremost i would say achievement of, of his to be mentoring two generations of qualitists term we will now talk about in this session today with that i bring you uh, mr lula welcome to the show sir and a pleasure speaking to you like always any opening comments or something from you and then we get into the show <clears throat> thank you anshuman you embarrassed me with all the long things listed yes i do remember that anniversary issue of business today which was a turning point when uh, business today asked me to be a co-editor for a consultant sorry consultant for that issue and it includes interviews with doctor the industrialists at that time so if you look at some of the actually smile when young people and how they embraced quality just when liberalization was introduced so everyone was keen to yes that was a landmark a turning point in my career Thank you, sir. Balaji, would you uh, like to initiate the session? Thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> morning, sir. Morning, everybody. Before I ask my questions to Suresh, I just want to touch on the main points that Shuman brought up. You know, I mean, some of the the uh, events, the epoch-making <clears throat> events that he outlined. One was the 1989 Qualtech Prize. I need to talk about that. The 1993 issue that he just showed up, and the follow-up issue that came a couple of years later, Managing Customer Value. I think these are my bibles. for for quality and uh, the third i'd like to talk about is the 2003 handbook the executive handbook my, my introduction to the world of quality was 1994 and i worked in a company with a gentleman i mean he was my boss my 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 everything mr rb ramachandran he used to be the ex cmmd of uska cummins before he set up a range of companies and i worked in one of them and there the literature used to be lying around some books he 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 read a lot and uh, this was one of the books the proceedings of the 1989 qualtech prize and i came across this in 1994 and i remember having seen suresh sir's photo there and you know i just had a secret kind of a desire that one day i want to meet this man and shake hands with him and and 
my word. I, did, I, did I ever think that this would happen? Well, that was one of the dots. Came in 1993, of course, when I got into the world of quality, and that was this was the first business today that I read, TQM, and that was it. In 2003, when the executive handbook was being written, the chapter that uh, Mr. R. V. Ramchandran wrote was on reliability, <clears throat> and I want to take. Uh, the opportunity to say this, Suresh sir, do you know I, I proofread that, <laughs> and in fact, uh, I added a few things and gave it back to sir and said, you know, and he said, do you know where this is being published? And then when it came in print in in a bookshop and I saw it, it was so amazing to see that we had put together these things. So in some way, you know, I was connected with these things. You can see this only in in hindsight, but my meeting with Suresh sir came in two thousand four when we, for the first time, I saw him in person. Um, on stage. Otherwise, we had met. I just saw him from afar. This was we celebrated Dr. Juran's centenary at Mumbai. So this was basically the connecting the dots bit. So I'd like to now get down to business. <laughs> If I continue with this, it'll be more emotional than anything else. But for us, being our pioneer, our Dr. Juran, everybody knows the story now. I mean, W. Edwards Deming and Joseph Juran were the pioneers. They created. Uh, what we know as a quality profession, we all exist because of what they did. My question to you on this: How did you get into quality? Was it was it by accident? Was it by design? Did you start in this uh, field, or were, were you were you introduced to it a little later? If you could tell us how you were introduced to the world of quality, I don't know. You know, <clears throat> you listen to your heart. And when I was in IIT Bombay, the one subject that Fascinated me was statistical quality control. Mind it, it was a lot of statistics, and all you did was maintain a standard. But that was quality. I went to Wayne State University after that for my masters, and of course I enrolled for right at this beginning reliability engine. I think that was the transformation to see quality. As fit for use in industry, quality was not statistics. It was about user, not just the buyer. It's about the user, and I was fascinated. I think I, in my study time, I spent fifty percent of my time reading more and more about reliability engineering and terms like MTBF. Became part of my DNA. Also, how to predict warranties, etc. And all this came alive because the person teaching was from General Motors. You know, a practitioner teaching you gives you a lot more insights into the subject. He also took us to the plants and so on, and made us realize that. Ultimately, it is performance in the field, and so that was my build-up. Unfortunately, I didn't get any reliability job in America. I was branded as an economist for some reason. My job with Sun Oil Company was economic analyst, and then with Schmidt's Bruegel as a marketing economist. I don't know what that means. All I was was programming with Fortran. I was quite adept at that. I came back to India and thought I was so good at programming. I'll walk to TCS. 
Tata Consulting Services. And Mr. F heard me out and said, you know, you're overqualified for us. So I'm going to refer you to our sister company, Tata Economic Consultancy Services. So once again, I became an economist. This was getting to me because I had no qualification and why they called me an economist, I didn't know. So I moved to a firm called A Management Consulting Division, which was absolutely a new field at that time. The company was made up of chartered accountants. And here was a hardcore engineer coming in, teach management consulting. So I was an outlier. They couldn't find an assignment for me. So they sent me to their most difficult Kirloska comments, which was headed by a person called Balaji. This person had on his dashboard MTTR, MTBF. That's all. He said, if that's right, my company is doing right. And that started a relationship. There are five dealers at that time in the network. We worked our way to 83 dealers in the network and each one was being taught how to measure failures in the field and how to measure time to restore all that became you know seven years i kept going three days a week to and it was only this with that i traveled all over the country in mines and shipbuilding and gensets suppliers, etc., etc. It was an eye-opener. Nuggets were around, uh, trains, and uh, you name it. But I did it. I, I was young and unafraid. Yes, sir, uh, the good summary of your early years, but uh, what Palaji and I were also uh, quite keen to know, and part of the story we know, but I, uh, we want the audience to also know, is that how did then Obviously, Kimpro happened, and what were the early years like? Who were the first few clients? Can you share a little bit on that? Well, Kimpro it didn't happen. It was gifted. Ramchandran, I come back to the same gentleman, kept telling me, you're wasting your time in management consulting. You need to do something different. He and his competitor, who was also my client from Caterpillar, Ramesh Daga, used to fly to... Columbus, Indiana, regularly. On one flight, they got seats together, side by side. And the whole journey apparently was spent talking about the idiotic Suresh Bullock, who doesn't know what is. And the two of them plotted and went to Duran Institute on that very trip in Connecticut and represented me and came back with a contract and handed it to me and said, this is what you're going to do. They funded it. They were my first directors. So that's how it got started. Now, here we are talking of improvement, challenging the standard. There we have ISO, which Anshuman mentioned, which is maintain the standard. Now, between maintaining the standard and standard, and challenging the standard, and Baldrige is saying, set the standard. There's a lot of 
confusion and the most convenient one, maintain the standard. So if I spoke about quality improvement, I used to get corrected by whoever I was speaking to. You mean quality control, you mean quality improvement. And this went on for two years. I didn't have a client. Dr. Duran got worried. So he told speak their language. Speak the language of money. They bite. Don't use the word quality. And that led to my first client, Tata Steel, Mr. Lucy Modi. So as a qualitist, I asked a question, what's your failure rate? He said, 3%, taken aback, 3%, what is your cost? He said, nothing. Even my seconds have a demand, a pent-up demand. I send it to the open market in Calcutta, and they attract a premium price. Now, how do I talk to a very dominating chef? If any of you can remember, so I delicately told him what are the components, internal failures, etc., etc., and he did some numbers, and we agreed to 10% of my total cost. Uh, I wanted to tell him that it was good enough. He said, will you tell my top management? And top management was sitting. First row, Dr. J.J. Irani, Mr. K.C. Mehra, Ishaat Hussain, you name the top guns. And I avoid, you know, sh shifting from one leg to the other, talking to them. To the credit and integrity of them, they collectively came up with a number 35% of sales. Dr. Irani said, if that is the case, then we should be the lowest cost steel producer in the world by 2000. This meeting was happening in 1989. They became the lowest cost steel producer in the world for a few product lines in 1999. And by 2002, it was in all, they learned the art of identifying six plants, acquiring them, turning them around, making them profitable, all through quality improvement practices. I think quite enchanting stories. And these, for everyone in the audience, this is the story of the quality movement in India. This is not the story of a company, not the story of a person. This is the story of the modern quality movement in India. And we are listening it from the person who initiated and uh, crafted that story. I was just listening in and, you know, we've heard Suresh sir narrate this and about caterpillars so many times, but every time he narrates it, it's the thrill hearing it again. And then it's fantastic the way he narrates it. There are actually so many more details which he shares, but anyway, we don't have time for that. My, as, as sir was speaking about these things about Quimpro, and how he started, like I said, I, I, I just saw the 1989 Qualtech Awards. And, uh, but later on, I think Sir also brought in a lot of changes in, in the overall quality world in, in, in India. One of them was, of course, the Ramakrishna Bajaj National Quality Award, which was modeled on Malcolm Baldrige. And then came the Quimpro Awards themselves. 
the Quimpro Foundation. I mean, there was so much that you just narrated, but a bit about that part of, of, of the journey. I mean, when, when you started establishing, Quimpro started uh, spreading its tentacles and getting a lot of credibility and traction. The, the best part is you never stopped at anything. So could you could you tell us what were the real, you know, the, the inspiration behind getting uh, Ramakrishna Bajaj National Quality Award going and then the Quimpro Awards, besides, of course, Qualtech, which is which we completed 30 years, I think, some a couple of years 30. ago, and 33, yeah. Could, could you just share a bit how, how you thought about these things? See, mm -hmm. Dr. Duran firmly believed that if you want quality in the DNA of people, start at the top. If you can't get them converted, it's only going to be one more show. We want quality in the culture. Also, the attributes of a leader, he defined as being a facilitator, a catalyst, a trainer, one to many, a coach, a one-to-one -one on quality, and a counselor, one-to-one -one on behavior in a team. Put all this together, he was leading me up to recognition. People don't know how to recognize. You know, they flatter, but they don't know how to recognize. Build a robust process for recognition, whereby it becomes aspiration. It'll survive. So organizational excellence was beyond me at Kimbrough. Moved on with our team excellence, came with Qualtech on improvements and innovation. And individual excellence came with our Kimpro Awards subsequently. So you're getting the theme that ran through. And it, it was evolutionary. Now, how do you create that culture? Much depends on your pilot projects that you select. The pilot projects should impact the maximum number of people in your plant. I'll go back to Tata Steel, just give you a little more of what went into it. When they started nominating projects that they should start with, which will give them COPQ reductions, Mr. Modi stood up and said, enough. I'm not looking for the shareholder. I'm doing quality for my people. What are the pain points of my employees? 65,000 people on campus, garbage not, leaking roofs in the quarters. Can you imagine the top brass is talking this? Garbage not collected. I won't go through the details. Put it in savings of 80 crores per annum recurring in 1989. Can you see believers? Believers were born. That's how the large numbers have come up. Another lesson which Dr. Duran emphasized, quality is defined by the customer and the customer has the right to change his mind. So it's a moving target. You have to be proactive in understanding customer needs, qualities think future qualities must chase the customer to understand the customer. Chairman of Hindustan Weavers does it. 
and their term is five years. Chairman after chairman after chairman walks the streets to understand customer needs. So you've seen what Unilever is. The second thing Duran would say is, learn to translate the language of your customer into technical language. So who should be engaged in understanding customer research and development? Do they ever go out to meet customers? They sit in ivory towers. Got it? Are you getting the message? Yes. And people below the belt asking, who pays your salary? If you can't be customer obsessed, you will not be a qualitist. If you're just consumed in statistics and sigmas and things like this, forget it. You're just, you know, Nero playing the harp. Quality is not complicated if you learn to meet the so Moving on in interest to the, you know, show, the quality profession itself, you know, sir, um, has changed quite a bit. And, and you've seen most of this change from the beginning. And I'm not just talking about India, but from a global point of view, so quality profession has changed quite a bit. What is your view on it? And where do you think we are headed? Anshuman, uh, may I just answer a question which Balai, and you, you'll have to repeat this question to me. Sure. Sri Ramakrishna Bajaj was my client at as much as his office was two buildings away from the office I was parked in. And very often he'd pick up the phone and asked me to come across, you know, was a green card holder, a bit of a chip about me, all that, and oil crisis. OPEC had raised the price. The economy was in turmoil. Indira Gandhi had declared an emergency. Can you imagine my state of mind? What have I come back to? And that was obviously being reflected in my demeanor. Sri Ramakrishna Bajaj never defined the problem, but he kept facilitating to me that you have a mission in India. And he was so gentle about it. I actually gave up my green card, my wife's green card, and we stayed on it. So now, 94. I've been called by Bajaj Electricals for a possible assignment. Bajaj puts a condition to me that you have to start a quality movement in IMC. Then I will give you this assignment. Going there, so went there, and the rest is history. Started a Ballridge clone, and I was Sri Ramakrishna Bajaj died at that time. So it was only fitting that we call it the Ramakrishna Bajaj Award. Much to the resistance of the Bajaj, I insisted it has to be called. So thanks for this. You know, I've worked with you for many years and heard also, I think, that almost every anecdote you have, but this is a new one. So my question was more on, you know, you've seen the quality profession grow and morph over the years. It has changed significantly. Uh, what is your view on the current state of quality profession and where is it headed? See, when you're confused, ask one question. Who's your customer? Is your customer the buyer? Is your customer society? Is your customer internal, the employee? Is your customer mother earth? 
it isn't money, it is quality. One of the lessons I learned from Bombay dying, Mr. Alwa. In textiles, they have waft and... I get confused about which is waft and which is... I, I think I'm doing it right. He explained to the quality council that we live a weft environment, silos going up, and everything is financial. What we need is a waft, a horizontal, a process that cuts across all these functions, delivering to the customer. Unless the two marry, the organization doesn't have a future. So the two top people, according to Duran again, one has to be head of finance, the other head operations should report into quality, not the other way around. That's the qualitist. The qualitist of tomorrow will talk a new language, green quality. You're seeing the impact of our careless behavior, how the biodiversity has been damaged, resulting in climate change. Who's responsible? We. We think short-term, quarter-to-quarter results. At any cost, quarter-to-quarter results. We don't think long-term. Green qualitist will think long-term. What am I leaving for my children? The time I have is borrowed for my children. I haven't inherited anything. What am I leaving for them? That is and what we were expecting 40 years from now is now knocking on our door. We need green quality. Mother Earth is the primary customer. If society is an important second customer, then you go. You know, going to certain Aditya Birla group plants, I didn't understand the significance when I was going there for performance excellence. When at Vikram Cement, I'm being taken to a rose garden. In a cement plant, if you have the most exotic roses growing, it tells you you're looking after the environment. You don't need anything more. This was the vision of Adit. You go to Indogal fertilizers, a fertilizer plant, stench in the air, you would expect. Birds migrating from Siberia come to take rest at Indo-Gulf fertilizer on their journey south. We need to move in those directions. Green quality, qualitist, green quality. You must understand. Stand. You, you use the term throughout, you know, qualitist, and I, it just takes me to the last pages of uh, Dr. Duran's autobiography, Architect of Quality. He ends by saying that, you know, there are two things I want to say to the world. One, of course, he says that, you know, I have led a wonderful life. Let no one weep for me when I'm gone. But the one sentence before that was, he says, we are actually in the century of productivity. The next century is the century of quality. And we, are, we thought we were in the middle of it. And he says, thank you, lucky stars. You don't know where you are. And then he, he, of course, in his book, you know, History of Managing for Quality, he introduced the term qualitist. So, so just to the audience, you know, what are your dreams? You just mentioned here that qualitists must, you know, 
So what would be a good qualitist and how do we make this into a national movement? When will people feel that they want to be called as qualitists? Qualitists must be part of top management. You're not going to get your priorities right without a qualitist. And if a qualitist is going to insist on four categories of customers, Mother Earth, society, internal customer, and yes, that's one part. We have to also keep in mind that change is happening very rapidly. So life cycles of products, ideas, etc., are also changing. The manner in which we are communicating today would have been unimagined last year or year before. Attention spans of leaders of adults is shrinking. They like you to get to the point in 30 seconds. And the only way to do it is to communicate through stories. Adults like stories, like children. They don't want to be taught anything. They want to learn. They want to learn from stories. Storytelling will be an important skill for a qualitist. A few directions. Most important is green. Green. You have to become green. Yeah, no, totally. I think Balaji and I, and I'm sure the audience is grateful for the message. So I, we both have just one last question. We normally try that, but 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 we'll. So what we wanted to know is that you know what are you reading these days, and what is your next project? Knowing you, thing, and there is something next coming. You'll be surprised. I'm rereading. Architect of Autobiography of Duran. It, it, it makes you understand, you know, what determination is. Determination from poverty to get educated, then to become a thinker. You know, the, the stories are amazing. The other part in that book, I don't know if Balaji caught it. Duran is not his name. His grandfather escaped from Russia at the time of the Tsar. And the refuge given to them, a family in Romania, the name of the door was Duran. They adopted that. I'm reading one more book. And I would recommend that to everybody. Ecological, in Ecological Intelligence by Daniel Coleman. You will understand my thinking. I would strongly recommend people who want to know more about this subject to check or the website, Suresh Nullasar's website, which is on the screen. Every other week, he comes out with the papers and, and in, you know, thoughts which are, you know, worthy of books themselves. So if you follow him on LinkedIn or uh, uh, other social media posts, you will see that he's far more active than, than we are. And uh, so much more to learn from you, sir. I think there's one question, how to select the right problems for problem solving? How to select the right problem? Right problem for whom? For senior management? Well, you need to get your cost of work quality assessed and then do a Pareto on those problems. You'll find 20% of the problems for 80% of the impact. Those 20% problems simply not. They have to be done by management, the results of which go straight to the bottom line. 
So that would be one approach. To, there are other approaches. You may be looking at warranty. You may be looking at cycle time and uh, customer dissatisfaction. COPQ, because that's music to the ears of top management. I like to make a statement to management. How would you like to double your profit without capital investment in two years? You have the answer. Work on those 20% problems that account for 80% of the COP. I think that's, that's been your career and life's message as well. And we've been fortunate that we've not only worked with you, but also tried to imbibe that message. And now we have to take it forward as well. So. What we'll do is that, Balaji, over to you, if in a minute or so, if you can summarize the show, I think we this is a gold mine of knowledge and we can never have enough of it, but you know, keeping his time in mind, would you like to summarize in a minute and then I'll wrap up the show? Yeah, I just, just want to end by you know, comparing my, my I, I had the good fortune of only spending an hour with with Dr. Juran. And let me tell you, as I walked away from his home, I was, I was full of all kinds of emotions. He treated me... Uh, like a king. And I want to say that uh, talking to Suresh Lula, sir, is the next best thing to talking to Dr. Chiran. Uh, we in India, we are fortunate that we have someone who was nurtured by him. Our, our link to that generation, the people who pioneered this whole field because of whom we all exist. People don't understand these things, but uh, I think we are, we are witness to a historic interview here. And I hope we do manage to connect with uh, Suresh sir again in some time. I'm quite sure we'll manage something. There's so much to learn from him. And believe me, everybody, this was just the tip of the iceberg. He has so much to say. I think it'll, it'll fill up a whole lifetime just sitting down and listening to him. So thank you very, very much, sir. You are our link, like I said, to, to the previous generation and you're creating people through Quimpro, through reaching out to others, through Qualtech. I'm quite sure we will We'll try to take this legacy forward, bringing up the qualitist movement and not just our country, but I think the whole world, it's, it's all global right now. And I think that was uh, the dream even of the pioneers. They never, never looked at, you know, a very narrow approach. They always looked global. So thank you very much, sir, for being with us today. We hope for more and more interaction. And I'm quite sure this will lead to a lot of interaction with you directly for many people who are locked in and watching this. Thank you again. You wanted to say something, sir? <clears throat> okay, I'll give one last parting one. Dr. Duran was an anthropologist and interested in Egyptian and Indian anthropology. So in one conversation, we spoke about Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. Quality planning, quality control. Brahma sets the standard. Vishnu maintains the standard. And Mahesh challenges the standard. And to him, he did believe while doing the study with, on history of God that the Nataraja, if at all Indians have to worship a quality God, it should be the Nataraja, the dance of perfection. Sure. Thank you very much for your time. And to all our to all audience who've been here today, I hope, you know, both Balaji and I hope that we were we were able to put together a show that you will remember. And I said it in the beginning that this is the show that I wanted to do when I started the series. 
but it took me a while to get here because I had to be worthy of Mr. Lula's time. And with this uh, interview, I must uh, announce that this is the end of a series. I can't better this one. So the series will end here. And we will come back with another series in some weeks' time on more technology-oriented shows. So thank you very much for being with us uh, today. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Balaji. So with that, thank you very much once again, all of you, and to the audience, certainly. Till the next time, manage better.